2: for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What's up, everybody? We're doing a, a Natless episode today at Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. We got two very special guests on today. Um, you know, two guys, I'm pretty sure if you're on Warriors Twitter, you're already following um, and seeing all their video threads and, and breakdowns. Um, So, two extremely smart guys. I'm I'm super excited to have Chat Hoops with me on. You guys already know Charlie from another episode that he filled in for me. Um, I let him introduce himself to you guys again, though. What's up, Charlie?
0: How's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, Charlie Cummings, you can toss a little follow at Claytheist11 if you don't already, but uh, excited to be coming off the bench for you guys again.
2: Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And uh, a guy, Joe Varai, you know, if you've been following the Legacy podcast, he was on the episode of All Nat before. I'm um, excited to have him on again. Joe, how you doing, man?
1: Yeah, doing great. Um, you know, I'm just so happy that the game ended at exactly two hours because these games have gone on for too long. And I'm just glad to have a rest, like talk basketball and hopefully write later. And yeah, I'm excited to be here.
2: Thanks for being on. Uh, definitely agree. Um, you know, on the East coast in America over here, it's about 1220 right now. So yeah, cranking these, <laughs> cranking these pods out at late night can get a little tough, but warriors stomp the thunder behind 42 points from clay Thompson, 12 threes, you know, vintage clay performance against the thunder. We've seen it plenty of times before. Um, What are your guys' initial thoughts just on the game overall? Uh, Let's start with you, Charlie.
0: Yeah, I mean, man, what can you say? Like, Klay popping off on the Warriors again. I mean, on the Thunder again, he's just – he's got their goat for whatever reason. It's just ridiculous when you see him start to roll early and you can just feel the big game coming. And ending with 12 threes, second most of his career, feels pretty crazy. Uh, He was – he was getting a lot of looks that he really wanted. Um, Oklahoma City not doing themselves a whole lot of favors with <laughs> a lot of drop coverage on his <laughs> screens. And he was definitely lighting them up there. Um, but, yeah, it was great. And I think, you yeah, know, I think we know Clay can do that. But what was really awesome to see was Jordan Poole. Like, he, he looked confident. He looked decisive with the ball in his hands. You know, I know, Justin, like, you and I have talked about that before. Like, when he's going at it with a plan – and he's making these quick decisions. He looks great. And when he's kind of just playing fast and loose, he can end up with more turnovers and gets a little dicier. But hey, man, 12 assists, four turnovers. He was making amazing reads all night. A couple really good dump off passes uh, off of his drive. So that's what was really awesome to see, because we all know they need him to step up right now.
2: For sure. For sure. Joe, how about you?
1: Yeah, um, I just wanted to highlight a couple of possessions that I think were really, really telling. Where um, you know, there's the Clay Looney combination. I think it's an underrated two-man combination where you have those handoffs, you have those ball screens, and Clay, you know, he's been doing this for a while, so he knows how to play off of Looney ball screens. Where he pitches it to Looney, Looney hands it off to him, re-screen, and then he pulls up or drives inside, but he pulls up all the time. So yeah, and <laughs> it doesn't help that. OKC, Muscala was playing drop coverage, which is like, you know, Muscala, not really a versatile defender. So pretty much the only thing you can do uh, with him on the floor. And I wanted to point that out because it's something that I wanted JP to do is to be more patient in ball screen possessions with Draymond, with Looney, because he has this habit of, you know, you guys know this where He rejects the screen and he goes fast and he either loses the handle, turns over the ball falls over on his own feet and there was this one possession where i think it was the dante three in the corner where he was more patient he waited for looney to come over to set the screen uh and then looney uh flipped the angle of the screen and that allowed jp to go downhill against muscala who is in drop coverage and that allowed him to get a paint touch and pass to dante in the corner so it was those little things where jp has to do more and he did do that more tonight and that's you know, you see it in the stat line, 11, like 11 assists, I think, and only two turnovers last time I checked. So, yeah, I mean, when he's under control, when he's under, uh, when he's measured, um, he's more effective player. He's a more dangerous player. And his scoring isn't, his scoring wasn't forced. It was a product of him being measured and under control, setting each, setting his teammates up. So uh, I love what I saw for him.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, you know, last year, he wasn't as, you know, scouted as, as deeply as he is, obviously this year having won a championship and, you know, exploding in in the playoffs and stuff like that. So I think this stretch without Steph is going to be really important for him to establish a floor game because teams are going to be, you know, scouting for his scoring and stuff now. So, um, you know, he's, people forget he's such a young player still that he's still figuring out, you know, different ways to attack and develop and, and just, you know, it was a huge game for his development, I think, tonight. Um, Wiggins, Looney, and Draymond, those three guys, you know, consistently, you know, from the last year to a lot this year, they've just established such a defensive presence for the Warriors. And, it's, and it has to be that, especially with Steph out. Um, I think Wiggins did an amazing job on Shade most of the night. Um, and Draymond and Looney were just flying all over the place. Looney's grabbing every rebound. Draymond's doing great Dray things. Um, Charlie, like, what did you see defensively, you know, particularly from Wiggins on Shea that, like, really stood out to you?
0: Yeah, so one of the things I highlighted earlier, um, I'm not as quick on the trigger as our guy Joe here, who's just clipping like a madman through the whole game. <laughs> but just, you know, writing down in my notes, like, they threw out Shea. Like, Shea was being guarded by Wiggins, and they had Kaminga defending Josh Giddey. So, you know, they're trying to throw their two best perimeter defenders at the creators and you know the warriors are still going to switch things so you can't expect those matchups to hold up forever and shea was really brutalizing the mismatches early you know whenever he could get a big pulled out of the paint whenever he could get jordan pool he was going right after them um what did that big early start from them uh where i think they had like 12 of their first 15 points in the paint so you're kind of going oh no is it happening again um right they they really tightened the screws down. I had from seven minutes left in the second to eight minutes left in the third. The Thunder only scored 12 points after coming out, like firing out of the gate. They really, they really put the hurt on them there. They were flying around with energy. And like you said, the really important thing is that they were cleaning up on the glass. Like they did not let those second chance opportunities get away from them. Only seven offensive rebounds for the Thunder tonight. Uh, you know, they're not some... Huge team uh, and dominating on the glass, but it was about effort. You know, they were working for it, they were trying to get there. Um, they really put together a lot of solid possessions, and then the offense just did not slow down. So, that stretch right there, where you had guys like Draymond, Wiggins really stepping it up, uh, some good defensive possessions out of Kevon Looney, of course, Dante chipping in, um, they really just put it together as a unit. And I think that's the encouraging thing to see because we've seen so many times that they can kind of just, you know, fall apart. They get torched at the point of attack and then lose confidence. You know, it starts to affect the offense, but they really never slowed down on that end. They just kept what they were doing and started working for them.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, for sure. Joe, how, how sustainable do you think that this level of defense is for them over the stretch without Steph? You know, it's heading into the All Star break. They got what four games left at this point before All Star. Um, so, like, what does that what does that look like for you?
1: To me, it's really just all about Draymond's engagement level. Uh, he was really engaged tonight. You know, he was jawing at uh, which was it? which one was it? Fits it Arkansas, I think Arkansas Jalen Williams. <laughs> like, I, I get confused right. sometimes because Fits <laughs> is like Arkansas, switching between Arkansas and Santa Clara. Why not just J Dub and J Will? But yeah, anyway. But right. yeah, that really, really uh, eye-catching block uh, from the restricted area. He started from there and then close out, clean, controlled, clean block. And yeah, it's all about Draymond, how engaged it is. And you know, to be fair to him, he's been in- pretty much engaged for most of the season. I haven't really seen mm-hmm. a huge drop off from him. And it's worrying how. Like, you know, the reports last like recent games where he's had that calf injury, uh, calf strain and all that. So I think as long as Draymond is healthy, as long as he's engaged, they can maintain this this level of defensive energy. You know, all like how many weeks, however, how many weeks Steph is out. And Jonathan Kaminga will be big. A- Andrew Wiggins, he looks like he's getting his legs back underneath him on defense at least. Uh, offense, yep. he's getting there. Um, you know, uh, to me, it's all about how they can maintain that defensive versatility. It's always been their trademark, how they can switch coverages on the fly, switch uh, pick-and-roll coverages like drop, level of the screen, et cetera, something like that, like any, like stuff like that. Uh, they certainly don't have the kind of personnel that they did last year, you know, GP, auto, but they still have the top-end talent to execute all the things that they want to execute on defense. So it's really just, you know, Dotting their I's, crossing their T's. Uh, you know, I, I always say that, like, you know, if they're focused, if they're engaged, they can be the best defensive team out there. It's just that, you know, mm-hmm. it's long 82 game season, your focus seems to wax and wane. But yeah, I mean, without Steph, for you know, they don't know how long he's gonna be out. They have to be locked in every game, every night. And they can certainly do it. And if they like let's say Steph comes back after the all-star break and then the rest of the way they go one game above 500 or exactly 500. I think that's a win.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so offensively, right. Did you guys see anything like much different than what they usually run? Um, obviously Steph being out makes a huge difference as to, you know, the potency of some of the sets they call and some of the looks that they're getting off of those sets with, the gravity that he has and the shots that he can make and stuff like that. So did you guys see like a big difference in the approach as far as, you know, the amount of handoff actions they ran, screens, high screen and roll, anything like that? Go with uh, you, Charlie, first.
0: Well, I'll leave I'll leave the specifics on the plays to our play genius. But um, I did, you know, I did notice they were really, they were going a lot heavier to the double drags. Joe, you pointed out too, like the, 51 set, you know, running the double drags and then having Clay do that little like pop uh, back out of the screen uh, onto the perimeter. Um, I think more, you know, you could see sort of the mentality change of some of these guys like Wiggins, I think, has been, you know, forcing the mid range shot a little more recently while he tries to get his legs back under him. But with Steph out when they're lacking sort of that like secondary creation, I think they're a little more willing to let him go on that end um Jonathan Kaminga was definitely hunting a shot a little more than you would have expected I think he took like two long middies tonight he was looking a little more willing to drive uh and one other thing too was you know Draymond Green's not gonna get not the guy who's gonna win you the game offensively but he had a couple possessions where he just recognized like get the rebound and go you know get the steal and go Mm -hmm. really pushing the ball in transition and finding gaps so I think they found little ways to, you know, sort of make up for it in the aggregate because so much of that creation is going to come from Jordan and Clay, but you need these other guys to step up and, you know, find ways to pick their spots and find other ways to contribute. And it's not going to be as pretty as the offense that Stephs bring to the, bring to the table every night, but they have other ways to sort of find ways around the margins to get a little bit more juice out of these guys.
2: For sure. Let's yeah, get um, into the sets,
1: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm gonna be too uh, you know, I'll keep it simple so people would understand. But um yeah, I don't I didn't see anything drastically different. Uh the the thing that I did notice was um, you know, you know Steph is uh one of the best, if not the best, pick and roll ball handlers in the league. Uh when they ran those double drags, those just those simple high ball screens. Uh, you know, Steph has that ability to get downhill because, you know, like the bigs would step up high. He's going to attack their front foot. And, you know, just all of those aggressive coverages, Steph can turn the corner and go downhill. But they ran the same, um, like like my eye test test says, they ran about the same amount of ball screen possessions tonight, but they didn't have the same kind of downhill juice that Steph could provide, which is why Jordan Poole being able to get into the paint the way he did tonight, was a huge because if he can do that on a more consistent basis uh, you know, if he can replicate what Steph can do in terms of drawing in help from the weak side and then finding those shooters on the perimeter, then I think they can survive the non-Steph period that they'll, they'll be experiencing these past, these upcoming couple of weeks or games. And yeah, like the 51 set, I noticed that they've been running that a lot for clay uh, there's this one instance where Draymond got called for moving screen earlier, which is a shame because it's it was a perfectly ran instance of it. But anyway, um, they ran floppy for clay. Floppy's been a play since like the early 2000s. It's an uh, age-old mm-hmm. play, but it still works because if you have one of the greatest shooters of all time coming off of it, then why not, right? Um, yeah, in double drags, the no- the typical kind, they call it 55. Um Split action, it's always a staple. Uh, So, bottom line, Steve's not going away from anything. Uh, He's not doing anything different. Mm -hmm. It's just that, you know, for me, it all comes down to execution. Uh, You can have, if if Jordan's getting into the paint, if Clay is as hot as he is tonight, I mean, you know, maybe he's not going to be as hot in the upcoming games, but if he can at least get a few shots off, off of those movement sets, then I think. I won't have a problem with Steve running the same stuff. I mean, I've always been an advocate of running your pet stuff, going back to what you know, uh, instead of changing things up on the fly. So let's see. Let's see what happens against uh, Portland, against the Lakers on on Saturday. And hopefully it's the same. Yeah, yeah I think I think sure. it's
0: kind of healthy too to like, you know, like you said, you don't have to massively tweak the kind of plays you're running. But if you can kind of get into guys' ears and say – you know, hey, here's where you need to be a little more aggressive. Here's where you need to pick your spot. Um, I think the one thing that I like too is they're running a lot of like their strong split actions, you know, like and really mixing up the personnel. Like I saw Ty Jerome was the guy like passing in and then screening away, and they were trying to get like pool for the three going to his left. Um, just the little wrinkles like that that are so fun because usually you see like, oh, you know, it's like uh, Kevon Looney's passing in and then he's screening and Draymond's like the passing hub in the post but it's like no we're gonna have Ty Jerome run this now or we're gonna have you know Clay curling off to his right which as you both know I'm a big fan of like get Clay every single shot we can go into his right um, that kind of stuff I think is really encouraging too where you know just blending the personnel a little bit more making it a little harder for teams to read that
1: yeah, I think yeah. I think they could afford they, they could have afforded to experiment a bit tonight because you know, the Thunder aren't really especially without Lou Dort, they're not gonna be world beaters on defense. Uh, yeah, I mean Steve kind of did some experimentation tonight, which is fine and it worked. So, but yeah, I mean let's see how, uh, let's see how how he'll approach like more tough teams like Portland and the Lakers on Saturday. So, yeah, for me it's all about. Knowing what you, knowing what you're doing, getting to your pet stuff, and just executing.
2: For sure, for sure. I mean, it was interesting to see them post Wiggins and Kaminga for like uh, more than usual, um, and kind of utilize them as scorers as well. Especially when Shea got in foul trouble, you really couldn't do anything with Wiggins down there. Um, I think that's something they should kind of explore a little bit more, especially against specific matchups like Thunder or smaller team um like i said they don't have blue door they didn't have blue door tonight so that's somebody that can be a little bit more physical inside but if they don't have a guy like that i think they can generate a, some pretty good offense like quick hits from from wiggins from kaminga um just so they can kind of mix it up a little bit keep the defense honest but um let's break here we'll we'll be right back let's go to spaces odyssey original podcast and we'll see you in a bit